Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 120 of My Runner's Mind. As I record this episode, I've just come back from my Sunday long run with speed play, 12 intervals of a quarter mile in zone three, followed by three quarter mile in zone two, adding warm up and cool down. It made for a total of 14 miles today. Now, let me tell you, I wasn't sure how I would feel about the zone three intervals you know, where you're kind of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone for an extended stretch. Do you know what? I felt good. Don't get me wrong. I'm tired, but that's okay too. I felt good as I was running, which tells me that Melody, my coach, has done a good job creating a running training plan for me because my runs feel appropriate to what I can do. All right. That was a little behind the scenes. Now to today's episode. So today we're talking about habit building so that you can run 52 weeks out of the year. The other day, as I got to my cool down after my run, I started thinking about habits and keystone habits. And I wanna play my thoughts for you. Here they are. We are the sum of our habits. Do you believe that? So clearly, if you run regularly, you're a runner right? If, if you get up, you know, early in the morning, you're an early riser. riser. If you go to bed late at night, you're a night owl. Now notice, I'm simply stating, I'm not ascribing worth. But here's what we know for ourselves that the results we would like to achieve is tied to stepping stones to get us there. And those stepping stones are habits, right? So let's use the analogy of being a runner. You might think about running, you might wanna run, and you might wanna, or you might, set plans on your calendar to start a running routine. If you don't actually go out for a run, you're clearly not a runner. So one of the stepping stones to becoming a runner or to being a runner is clearly running. Obviously just a very simple example, but I think it describes really well. Well, I should say, and if you don't 
do the steps, if you don't create the habits, you don't get your desired results, right? We're not talking about results that you have no control over, such as winning the lottery, even though technically to win the lottery, you would have to play. So you are in control over that, of course. But I think you get what I'm saying. So clearly we have to follow through on the habits, the stepping stones to get us to our desired goal, outcome. Have, do you know what yours are? Your stepping stones? Do you know what your habits are? And are you following them regularly? I hear so many runners and see so many runners who are stuck in a, a stop, start, stop, start cycle. So they run for a period of time, they set a goal. Typically, it's a race because for sure, showing up unprepared is no fun. So that is kind of their kick in the butt motivator, the race. And then when the race is over, if overall it's not been the most positive experience, they're probably reluctant to set a similar goal again, unless there's something in their life, something that pains them, whether it was the release they felt when they ran, the camaraderie they felt running with others or being part of running communities online, hint, hint, or for some, for many, it is, it's the, it's a reflection of ourselves in the mirror or the scale. And so then that pushes them into setting a goal again and start up after they feel rested or ready. But what if running could become something you do year round? I'm talking like 52 weeks out of the year. I'm not necessarily saying streaking, but I'm saying what if running was just something you did because running felt great, movement is important, and you know the benefits of doing it long-term. That's where Keystone Habits come in. And I wanna talk to you guys about that today and creating habits. So what if running could become something you did 52 weeks out of the year and get past the dread? Before we go on, let me ask you if this sounds like you. You struggle with motivation and consistency in your running routine. You often find yourself caught in a start-stop cycle where maybe intense drive to achieve a big outcome, like a big race, is followed by maybe periods of no running or limited running. And each time this happens, your confidence takes a hit. And then negative self-talk resurfaces. If this sounds familiar, 
definitely don't skip this episode. So you might have heard me talk about keystone habits before on the podcast, but if not, here's the definition by Atomic Habit author James Clear. Keystone habits lead to a cascade of other actions because of them. End of quote. So let's think of some common keystone habits. On the positive side, we know that increasing our sleep is a keystone habit because aside from simply making us feel more rested, a good sleep routine creates a ripple effect on the rest of our life as far as overall health, wellness, productivity. I'm sure you're already thinking of a few other keystone habits. Maybe you're thinking about a fitness routine because in addition to making you physically healthier, other benefits are mental health. You may find you choose to eat better as a result of your fitness routine. You may find that you have better sleep from having moved your body. Consider another one, such as eating dinner with your family at the table. In addition to being full from eating the food, numerous studies have cited how kids from families who regularly eat together do better on homework, on tests, and of course, on feeling socially connected. Keystone habits are powerful, and it's about finding the ones that'll help you achieve your desired goal. Of course, there are also negative keystone habits. Maybe some of these are familiar to you. Tobacco use, excessive alcohol use, we're all aware of, of course. How about procrastination? Imagine how continually procrastinating on your tasks or goals or dreams lead to negative mental, a negative mental state or just kind of overall dissatisfaction and how choices or actions that follow this state of being often don't create really the inspired results or desired results you were hoping for. And guess what? Along the same lines, negative self-talk, oh, you're so familiar, is a negative keystone habit, of course. So do we all engage in habits that we know are not necessarily good for us? Of course we do. But think about what negative self-talk does to you. The negative ripple effects would be that you start believing what you're telling yourself. And of course you do, because we believe what we hear over and over again. And when it comes to negative self-talk, do we repeat it a lot to ourselves? We do, don't we? So your negative thoughts are most likely perceived by you to be facts. You know, the type of facts that, well, this is how it is and we can't change it. So you're past the point of even questioning these thoughts by now, right? That's where you have to be onto yourself. So I run year round, 52 weeks out of the year. Of course, there's a lot of benefits to that, as we mentioned above, as far as positive keystone habits go. But I used to hate running and I used to be only 50 to 60% consistent on my exercise routine. So what changed? I know what changed. I implemented a few habits that I believe are keystone habits, which support me. Now, they're not the, the keystone habits that I already mentioned. 
So the keystone habits I'm thinking about or that I implemented are gratitude and a day, daily mindfulness practice to connect my mind body. It could be meditation. Sometimes I do that or daily yoga practice or breath work. Sometimes I do all three. How about we look at the evidence of these habits? The Chopra Center notes that, quote, when we express gratitude, the brain releases a surge of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that plays an important role in many vital functions, including pleasure, reward, motivation, attention, and bodily movements. Those all sound great, right? For wanting to, to run, for instance. According to Harvard Health, gratitude is strongly associated with greater happiness. Gratitude is proven to rewire the brain based on research cited by NeuroHealth. And according to the research they cite, two groups of people were asked by researchers to journal daily for 10 weeks, so two and a half months, right? Group one journaled over what they were grateful for that day, and the other group journaled over what bothered them. And can you guess the results? After the 10 weeks, the results were the gratitude group reported feeling more optimistic and positive about their lives than the other group. And here's the kicker. In addition, the gratitude group was more physically active and reported fewer visits to a doctor than those who wrote only about their negative experiences. So there is a direct impact, of course, on our fitness, which in our case is running, right? And if you'd like more proof of gratitude's positive impact on your life, consider the Nun Study. I first heard about it in the book, The Happiness Advantage, and I recently heard it, I heard it recited in a different book, The Gap and the Gain. But the Nun Study, started back around the 1930s, so almost 100 years ago, when a group of almost 200 nuns were about to enter a convent. Back then, they were asked to write autobiographical sketches of themselves, reflecting on their lives and thinking about what will lie ahead. 70 years later, researchers went back and looked at the diary entries and found that happiness impacted the longevity of the nuns. Almost 90% of the happiest nuns were still alive at age 85, whereas only about a third of the unhappy nuns were. I think I've made my case for gratitude being such a powerful keystone habit to happiness and more fitness. I've also personally found it to be powerful in creating more self-compassion, and forgiveness, self-forgiveness, thereby decreasing my negative self-talk. Sometimes we have to start somewhere not related to running to create the capacity for other positive habits to grow. Because once I'd made gratitude a regular habit, I was able to create other positive habits to nurture joy of running. The gratitude spilled into the thoughts I had around myself and my body. It created a foundation for running for the right reasons, i.e. not because I needed to lose weight or that I hated my body. Here's the tip. Separate your weight and exercise. 
don't believe that, don't fall into the trap, I should say, of using exercise as a way to lose weight. Separate those two. Make exercise instead a gift that you give yourself. Similarly, make running a gift you give yourself and don't expect anything from it. Next, I created the habit of positive language in all things running. Literally, I rewired my brain to talk about running in positive terms because it just would support my efforts better. And has it? I would say so. Since I started running at age 45, Five years ago, I haven't stopped, but more importantly, I haven't been stuck in a stop-start cycle or needed big external goals to motivate me. These are the skills, the ones I've just mentioned on this episode, that I love to teach other women runners so that they can do these for themselves and create their own running vibe. It starts with implementing certain key habits. Want to know more? Email me and let's connect. Thanks for joining me today, runner friend. Here's to cultivating habits that have you running motivated and engaged. Until next week, remember, running makes us happy, but happiness makes us better runners. And P.S. If you're a returning listener, I challenge you to share this episode with two running friends because who knows, doing so might just be the catalyst that they need for running with joy. Till next week. Hi, runner friend. Let me ask you, are you ready to ditch the negative self-talk to get off the struggle bus? If so, join the private podcast designed for runners who want to reignite their passion for running. Discover how to reframe thoughts, find joy in running, and achieve remarkable results. It's time to transform your journey. Let's dive in and unlock the power within to overcome self-doubt and embrace a new mindset. Sign up using the link in the show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world just one run at a time.